just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast i am justin of course here with meals it is episode 152 we are now almost in what are we in autumn this is fall what is this i i have no no sense of time it's pretty i i well here's the thing here's what i want to ask you and i know about last week we talked about the whole weather thing and stuff have you experienced the orange sky where you're at because it looks incredibly scary it looks frightening yeah yeah i am uh, well, I mean, you know, it's been orange <laughs> here and gray for about a week. I think this is the first time it's been normal in about a week and a half. But the actual air quality is is, is still terrible, like quite terrible. Um, I haven't been going out much. I think the only time that's, that it's safe to go out is probably around five, six o'clock when, when everything is uh, a little bit clearer in the air and it's a little bit cooler. But it has been cooling down a lot in California at night, though. What is this world that we're living in, bro? Like, what is this? Why are we experiencing this? What have we done in a past life? Was it voting for Trump? I think it was. I don't know. What have we done as a nation to deserve all this turmoil so concurrently? It's a so, long. It's a long time coming. It's it's a long time coming. Like like this. I think the Earth is rejecting us. It, yeah, it's rejecting us. It's rejecting Trump. It's rejecting AEW. It's rejecting a lot of shit. <laughs> Wow, it's, it's going on. Hello. See, this would, this, <laughs> yeah, this just reminds me of. Yeah, this just reminds me of we're living in like a Dragon Ball GTS universe where everything is like dark and dim and abysmal and uh and like all this other stuff like that. But with that said, I mean, it is very it is very freezing here in New York City. It's actually getting pretty cold. It was actually a high of fifty some. No, high of sixty two today so we're in full soon fall it is cold so <laughs> i i mean you know new york deserves all the all the cold weather that they can get and you guys deserve everything that that's going on right now i think we're a little bit less deserving you know why why wait no that's not right but again why are we talking about the weather oh, um, we talked about it last week we have week. actual things to talk about <laughs> I don't like talking about the weather. Making it feels so impersonal. It feels like I don't know you. Like <laughs> it feels like I'm stretching. This is the conversations that I would be having with people in my everyday life if I went out to work and talked to people that I didn't actually want to talk to on an everyday basis. They'd be but, like, they'd be like, oh, I mean, with that said, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Oh, it's raining. Shoot, man, that rain will get you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like something stupid like that. Like. <laughs> it, it just is what it is. But um, first of all, I want to tell everyone 
please follow the A Show, the A Show Network, and everything that we've got coming up and everything that we got going on. You can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever they're transforming to. Um, and yeah, keep following us, keep supporting us, keep liking, keep sharing, keep doing all that great stuff because we want to continue to bring you amazing content. Um, this week, of course, we have the A Show that we're here, actually coming at a special day. I think we're following. Uh, we're following AEW rules, either hockey's on or NBA's on or something along those lines. <laughs> but the rewriters room will be coming out this week. It's coming out this Thursday, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So the day after you get the A show, you'll get a you'll get your rewriters room. So you'll be able to tune into that and then wait for that. I think we have something special coming this week, according to you. Yes, we do have something special. Of course, as you guys already know. The, uh, the G1 starts this weekend, and, you know, in typical A-Show Network fashion, me and Cyrus will... As if we already knew? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I found out five minutes before we started this podcast that the G1 was starting this weekend. I knew that it existed and it was starting, but I just didn't know it was Yeah, it starts the 19th. What do you mean? We're here. We're back. It's a, it's, a, it's a loaded lineup. Yeah, <laughs> so, here's the thing. You never know anything about what's going on with New Japan until like the 4th of January. It's, I love that Russell Kingdom's on a set day every single year so their meals cannot forget. And yet, I mean, it's the 4th, right? It's the 4th yeah, of January, yes. right? Okay. All right. You, you know what? I only know that from doing this podcast and having to cover it at least three times <laughs> <laughs> over the last number of years. Um... But yeah, it's G, G1's coming up. Okay, that sounds cool. Uh, is it going to be whack? Um, you'll have to wait until Friday when me and Cyrus is... Uh, we're going to do a quick preview episode of the G of the G show. Uh, as with always, we will. We haven't determined which, uh, which number of days that we'll wait before the show. I think for the past... Um, for the past, you know, seasons of the G show, we've done a whole week and we just reviewed the best matches of the week. I think we should probably continue on with that just so that we don't get bogged down with the episode every single day because the G one never ends. So we'll probably do that cadence, but we're definitely going to have a short, maybe 20 minute uh, preview episode, uh, dropping this week on the A show network. And then we'll also have an episode of spot callers coming very soon. It's been long awaited. Uh, a long-awaited episode that was voted on by the fans, so uh, stay tuned for that. Me and Cyrus are going to be working a lot this weekend. <laughs> right. So, so, boom. Yeah, you got plenty of uh, plenty of A-show-related content coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. So that's um, before fun. we start with No Holds Barred in the news, uh, I want to give a shout-out to at STK underscore 64. He sent us a question uh, last night that he wanted uh, us to talk about. Can we, can we talk about these two questions, Mills? Of course. He's a, first of all, love him. Always support him. Appreciate you highly, sir. Um, so, yeah, we can definitely answer his questions. I have no qualms in answering the questions. All right, cool. Uh, so he asks, what do y'all think about the WWE doing a queen of the ring? And who do you think wins? Queen EST lit to me. I'm guessing he means uh, Bianca Belair will win that. Mm, it's got to be a heel, right? All right. You, you all right? You you go first because I have an actual. I'm doing hashtag meals booking all this. I, I was prepared for this um, question. Nia Jax is probably going to win this if they were to do it. They just love they love giving oh, wow. her shit. They love giving her shit like this. I think Nia Jax would win. She needs something. Right. She needs something. She needs like a history making kind of moment type of deal. I think all the girls of the 
all the ladies of the early women's revolution has done something. I mean, Carmilla has been Miss Money in the Bank twice, and she won the first one. And, you know, Becky Lynch, first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte, first ever Raw Women's Champion, et cetera, et cetera. All these first kind of things that have occurred. Why not Nia Jax? I mean, you know, why the hell not? Let's make her look um, imposing for once. Um, All right, so boom. I have. Oh, God. I actually have a plan for this. No, 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 no. You're not. You're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. I promise you. Um, so, Queen of the Ring will take place at Survivor Series this year. Okay. Three brands: the Raw brand will have a tournament, the SmackDown brand will have a tournament, the NXT brand will have a tournament, and the winner will meet in a triple threat match. At Survivor Series, representing all three okay. brands. That's my pick for Queen of the Ring. That's my that's my booking for Queen of the Ring, which I think should happen. But who's gonna win? Who's, who's gonna win? I, okay, so we're gonna get down. I personally think it probably needs to be Bianca Belair, and obviously that's the obvious answer. But it's the fact that they haven't really done anything with her, but they kind of still. Every time she's on screen, obviously, she takes up a lot of attention, and I think they do see that, which is why they play her in the background so much, because remember when she was walking out with Ruby Riot yeah. <laughs> that one week? <laughs> and she just kind of, like, <laughs> like all of the energy, any energy that Ruby Riot got immediately got sucked into Bianca Belair's orbit of, like, amazing music, horns, superstar nature. I think that's why they kind of play her in the background, because it obviously draws a lot of attention from other girls that they want to showcase at this particular time i think this is a case where bianca's not really doing anything substantial let's give it to bianca at least make let her make the finals but you know let's give it to her let's uh, let's let her rock out uh and then and then it sets up for something that could come later on down the line whether it be a title match in the future or a wrestlemania match or something along those lines but at least it gets that train going well, bianca does have some like doesn't she have like the most eliminations or something in the in the rumble in, the, in uh, women's rumble history, yeah, but then Shayna Baszler came in and tied it. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tied it in like five minutes flat. That was sad. Uh, it just yeah, it just know. was what it was. You remember Shayna? Remember Paul Heyman, Shayna? Paul Heyman, Shayna. Let me just go on record saying probably the worst booking anyone's ever ever done with her. Not the worst. I would say the most predictable under Paul Heyman circumstances. But, you know, I wouldn't say the worst. I would say this is how I would predict Paul Heyman would have booked her in any sort of situation. But, I mean, we've got some news this week surrounding, I guess, some Paul Heyman guys that aren't, you know, I think they're feeling, if you look on the shows, you can kind of feel that you're not getting the Paul Heyman-esque treatment as of late on shows. No, thank God. I, I, I think that, like... As much as as much as we did like kind of enjoy the fact that Raw felt like a like a pay per view quality show every week, I do enjoy these Raws for for going back to like having actual storylines that go that that actually like kind of weave into each other. But then this Raw also got kind of fucked mm-hmm. with that booking because you have storylines that have gone on for way too long. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later <laughs> on our Raw review. But I think. Uh, you know what? We can definitely talk about it on the Raw review. There have been, I mean, all the reports have said there have been casualties with like Angel Garza and Andrade and Aleister Black and all this other stuff. We can talk about it on the Raw review, but I definitely do think 
that those three guys, if you look at the roster over the last six months, have been heavily edited <laughs> because of a lack of a Paul Heyman's presence on the roster. Yeah, for sure. That's all I was I'll saying. agree. I'll agree. Uh, the second question that he had, uh, who do you think is the first to make the jump from AEW to WWE? I mean that's tough Ooh. to say, right? Like I, I would imagine it'd probably be a guy that was in the WWE already <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, I think that would be the easiest thing. If I look at the AEW roster, which I've never gone to before, what is their website name? I'm sure it's not AEW.com because I think it's uh, I think it's Stormfront. I, th- I think it's Stormfront. All com. Elite. <laughs> No, oh, oh wow! You're I an asshole. I think it's 4chan. Um, right. All Elite com. Uh, uh, no, no, All Elite Wrestling. If I had to look, okay, let's look. Let's look. Let's go through their their page and see. Is anyone being? God, look at all these white guys they have. Um. <laughs> whoa. Okay. I forgot. Um. I forgot a lot of people were on this roster. Damn. This. This. Uh. This pandemic is not shaping out very well for a lot of these guys. Um, you know what I would say? If I had to pick who would leave, I would say, hmm. I kind of want to say. I don't say, think it's any of the top guys there. I don't, think, I don't think any of the top guys will leave. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. I could see. I could see Britt Baker leaving if like something happens and she's just like, oh, WWE's calling. You know, my boyfriend's there and he's got some pull in NXT. I could see her leaving. Yeah. I could see Private Party just because, like, not really doing anything. I think WWE would remix them crazy, though. Like, they would not look as ridiculous as they look here. Like, they would not. Well, like, well Private Party Private uh, Party has too much swag for AEW in general. Like, I don't see how you... I watched an hour of it last week. And I don't see how you watch that and be like, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm proud <laughs> watching that. Well, I'm proud of something. I'm proud of maybe, like, white, white power, but I'm not proud, you know, watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see much of I can't see much of these guys moving from AEW to WWE. Honestly, they not, not a lot of them fit the mold. Not a lot of them fit the that I would think would end up like moderately successful. Or do I feel like has like AEW? I mean WWE like thing. I could see Scorpio Sky if he ever decided to move, but I do think they have big plans for Scorpio Sky and AEW. Do they? I do think they're no. Nah, I, I I definitely do. They like. They, they like sneakily protect him They like sneakily put him in certain situations um, That he doesn't really need to be in But he benefits from it I think they have plans like in the future Like oh he could be you know It would be one of those JR things Like oh he's a blue chip You know a future AEW champion type of thing Like I could see that But I don't see a lot of these guys moving They look pretty I can't see sure. Listen Marco Stunt Jurassic Express I can't see a lot of these guys <laughs> Moving if I, to WWE. If I had to think, like, I, I think ten guys gonna go back. I think I, th- I think that uh, I think Sean Spears will go back. 
Oh, Sean Spears? No. Sean Spears, did you see the report that he did or the interview that he did where he says, like, they offered him money? He was, like, bigging it up, like, oh, they offered me money to stay. They asked me to be a trainer. And I was just like, nah, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be, you know, where I can really flesh out and get this career kickstarted. I'm like, bro, you're, like, 40-something. Like, that's slow laughable. down. <laughs> like, that, that's laughable. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? It is what it, I. I will only personally say that about Sean Spears because I do believe Sean Spears is a goof. Most of these people, I have a moderate amount of respect for, but I do believe Sean Spears is a goof. Um, the biggest one could be Adam Page, but I think Adam Page doesn't even. He looks. He would look so vanilla within an NXT or WWE or anything of the sort. I mean, like, I would. The gimmick I would, just doesn't fit. I would say that that, that even. I, I mean, Kenny Omega would probably look vanilla too, even though I think that he's just like a far and away choice that everyone thinks would leave. But like, I mean, we'll see what they do with his singles run now that he's finally going to get one. But you know, I I'm I'm not too confident that they're going to do right by him either. Honestly, I, I don't feel like they've done right. I feel like you could spin that all you want, but they just haven't done right by him either. To be honest, you feel like maybe he's like the outcast, like the ousted kind of executive. Feel like he doesn't get as much credit or success as the other. Because it's like when I hear about AEW and things that they're doing, I hear a lot about like Jericho behind the scenes actually like calling the shots and like bringing people in and like helping people with their promos and all the other things I would uh, assume I would expect. Um, Kenny Omega to be doing in his presence, but it seems like Jericho has a bigger presence in AEW than he does, quite honestly. Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of these guys that, that, that go to AEW from WWE and vice versa, they'll probably end up in the same spots that they were in their respective companies that there are right now. I think the only person that probably wouldn't was probably Omega. You know, like, I, I think that, again, these, these are just lateral fucking moves for these guys. I don't think there's, like... You know, a, a big difference in how they'll be booked. I mean, I can't think of anyone who'd be paradigm shifting, no pun intended, than, than like Mox or Omega. I don't, I, I think Cody would be slotted exactly how he was in WWE if he went back. I don't think they give two shots. Yeah, Cody is. No. It just wouldn't. There's no way. Yeah, Cody's it, it going. wouldn't work. So, like, if, if I was to think, it would be it would be one of the lower car guys, and they'd probably have a good run oh, you know, on NXT. Darby Allen. Darby Allen. He doesn't get. I think he should be a bigger deal in AEW than he is. That's just my opinion. He's got an interesting look. I remember the first few weeks of the show, he kind of popped off screen, and they can't haven't really found a spot with him. All after the fact, yeah. Uh, Maybe Dark. Uh, I I know what you're thinking, but he does have like. He at least has, like, you know how Shotzi has a tank and stuff like that? Like, he at least has a skateboard. He at least has an accessory. He has something that, like, okay, we can market something with him. He got the little skull thing. Imagine Bruce Pritchard trying to trying to, trying to to sell us on a skateboard gimmick. <laughs> listen. Listen, he, he has a segment with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon decides, I, I, you can skateboard. Anybody can skateboard, damn it. And he steps on the skateboard and busts his ass. I'm laughing. And that that'll be the the legend of Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen's cool. I think he would be a good fit for WWE if he ever showed up. He's a nice more uh, than AEW, I would say, because he's a nice Jeff Hardy foil. He reminds me like the, that Jeff Hardy love that people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah, 
In WWE, he would need to bulk up a little bit, but yeah, I he would probably be best. Or if they like 205 Live really quick. Oh, if he goes to 205 Live, then he's not going to WWE. He, he, he's he's got to be NXT or nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like It's, it's got to be that way. Uh, but speaking of, speaking of peeps, yeah, speaking yeah. of moves, uh, last week I watched an hour of Dynamite. Uh, I, I got an inkling from an insider. Good for you, from, from man. An insider. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was there was no NXT, so I I chucked chucked out an hour. Well, yes, of course. But um, Miro, aka the former Rusev, debuted on Dynamite, and uh, it, it happened with a whimper, not a bang. Uh, came out as Kip Sabian's best man. I would say it was a little bit of a bang. People were like, "Oh, and then he, then okay." Then he spoke. And then I he see spoke. where they go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And then he spoke. And you know, he, you know, we don't make up these memes for nothing. Like, you know, people don't make up these memes and these, in these, in these, like, you know, it, it, it is, it's true. Like, as soon as he showed up, it was WWE dissing. And, and that's where it was. And everyone's like, oh, okay, oh, brother. So <laughs> here we go. And, and, so and to be fair, I, to be fair, before you go, mm-hmm. I think there are legitimate gripes that he might have. But I think it would have just been so cool okay. if he just didn't do that. Because <laughs> everyone else does it when they come. Like, like literally, Moxley did it like two weeks ago at their pay per view at the end of the show at 12 a.m. Like, it's okay. So <laughs> here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say because I've looked up. He's done an interview since. It was not on Talk of Jer- Talk of Jericho. It was on Busted Open Radio. So he did an interview since. Um, he he definitely talked about the comment. He said like hmm, he wasn't at first sure if he wanted to actually say it because he wanted to be like okay. We're starting in fresh a little bit. The best man. I do think the best man is an interesting way to bring him in. Especially since it's like a double thing. But, you know, I love Miro. I love Rusev. Like, it just is what it is. But it's kind of like a double sort of thing. But we'll see how his career actually turns out. Um, He does have a gripe. He just wanted to say, he said, at the end of the day, it was pretty much like, okay, I had a bunch of frustration regarding a lot of things surrounding the end of my WWE run with... You know, things like Vince McMahon saying, like, oh, they don't really chant Rusev Day because they like you. They chant Rusev Day because it's, like, ironic. Like, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun to chant. Um, and him being frustrated at that. Um, a lot of different things. How things ended up with his wife. How he kind of tailed out, et cetera, et cetera. He said he wasn't sure if he wanted to say it. But it was actually Chris Jericho <laughs> who was the one who was like, nah, man, put it in. Like, at the end of the day, it's like business. It's like it's whatever. Um, you can put it in and say it. And he says from this point on, he's not really going to spend much time afterwards kind of talking about everything in the past. He kind of just wants to move on to the future. This is what I got from Miro himself. So, That's cool. I mean, he came out looking you know. like a Twitch streamer. So, uh, yeah, he looked at he, he looked, looked terrible. He, he looks he terrible. terrible. He, he looks, looks real bad. Uh, the blonde, the, the blonde hair, I'm not mad at. Everything else, I was mad at. Yeah, the 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 Gucci fit. I mean, yeah, it's expensive, but you look like a jackass. Like <laughs> I. I the Yeezys. People, yeah, the Yeezys. You already know how I feel if you got Yeezys on. That's it. it there's it's so easy. To just put on Yeezys and say you're fresh. That doesn't make you fresh, my my guy. <laughs> it's it's too okay. easy. It's, I like this. It's too easy. It's way too easy, like right? This. Like it's too easy for you to say, oh, I got Yeezys on, I'm fresh. Or I'm I got like no, you're not fresh if you got Yeezys on. Like the whole outfit gotta match. 
Like that's the issue. Like pe- this is what. Oh my god, this is such a bar. All right, go ahead. Like, man. It's it's too easy. The easiest <laughs> you can find them on a the shelf right now. Like they don't sell out like that. Like these aren't exclusive sneakers like that. Like go get. Go, I would I would have been impressed if he had some Union Fours on. If he got them, if he got them from, if he got them from, <laughs> from, you know what I'm saying, from the plug, I would have been impressed if he had the off white fours. Listen, on. listen, get your man Wale, introduce him to I Nero, to. tell him hook him up, tell him hook him up crazy, and then and let's get it popping. Let's get let's get some Nero fours. I, I know somehow. that. Listen, they can all be dressed way better than they dressed on that show. I think that was my biggest issue. Like, I'm not saying that the I almost said the, the N word. I'm, I'm not saying everybody on, on the E dress tight but at least the hurt business you know what i'm saying they look like they look they looking like some money you know what i mean like they look like they getting paid you feel me like cedric (laughs) cedric alexander went from looking like he was working as oh yeah he he looked like a mechanic and now he looked like he's you know what i'm saying bottle service everywhere everywhere he go bottle service I'm just saying, it's it's too easy. Oh my god, you have FTR coming out in non-tailored suits, uh, looking wild. Hey, hi. 80s. You have Eddie Kingston looking crazy. Oh, we, we, we tapping in the War Report era. Right? Cyrus is gonna kill us. <laughs> uh, we really right, tapping. Right, never mind. Uh, never we, mind we gotta get through with no holds barred. Uh, we're just gonna do some quick hits. Some quick hits. Uh, Gerald Briscoe. Last All week, right. Gerald Briscoe was uh, let go. Uh, he was part of the furlough people that were let go uh, early in the, in the the COVID era here, and uh, he he tweeted that he was let go. Um, Vince McMahon called him and said he was no longer needed, and he said, "You know what, guys." Stop with all of the the BS. I'm not mad. I'm fine. I'm still gonna help out the future. What did you feel about you know his comments after that? What did you feel about the firing? I thought it was a, it was a you know a huge you know a huge loss to me that to to lose Gerald. I didn't even know he was employed. So when I found out, I was like, wow, that sucks. But you know, huge loss. But also, I I thought it was really enlightening from to say, you know what? Like I had my time here. I'm not mad and I'm not bitter. I'm you know what is so crazy. This was like I had discovered. I was like, Gerald Briscoe has a Twitter. What the hell? What the like? This was. I'm so. I was so out of it. No, nah, it's definitely a big loss. I think it, it's a loss regarding. But I do think it's like it's time to move on. He was employed since 1984. It's 2020. He's been getting a check for the better part of 40 years, and. You know, while we don't like to see anyone starving, I would hope at this point from getting consistently stuff, his son is doing amazing things, that he's really obtained this type of fulfillment that he's like, okay, I can move on to the next thing. Now, I will say, listen, if he's if he's walking the mirror out to the ring next week, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, AEW, they love their, like... They love to get the senior citizens in on the fun as well. Um, That's what I can't rock with. I can't rock yeah. with that neither. <laughs> on that show, like, <laughs> who is this old nigga, man? Like, what? <laughs> what's tough? And why is he like doing multiple people? Like, <laughs> yeah, like what? Why, why I gotta why, walk with this old man? Like, why Taz gotta walk me out? I know, I know about Taz. He yeah, got, he got. That is so weird. <laughs> That Taz is a commentator, but also he manages the FTW champion, which is not a real champion, um, Brian Cage, and like various others. But he's also on commentary, so it's like I'm like, huh? Is he is he biased? Not biased? We just have to sit through this. I'm done okay. talking about these these people. Uh, somewhat. One one last thing before we uh, 
before we go to this next bit of news, one of my friends said, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna pull up to the AW show. We're gonna pull up to, da- to Daily's place. I got a couple connections there, and I said, you know what? He said, you know what? My fiance would never ever let me attend the clan rally. Um, next up on the slate, uh, Sasha Banks is gonna be on the Mandalorian season two. The trailer just came out today. I don't know how, like, okay, on wildly, like, crazy things going on on both sides here. On one side, everyone loves this. Like, I saw the trailer. I wasn't a huge fan of season one, but I saw the trailer, and I was like, you could barely, it was a blink if and you miss it cameo in that trailer. People have taken this one image of her. Have you seen them superimpose it and put it in HD and everything? It's like, I saw 4K screenshot of this this like two second one second <laughs> see that wasn't a real that wasn't a real photo no. <laughs> someone took the 4k trailer and took took her part out and and like in super hd like that's how crazy it's gotten but then on like the other end i've seen and of course you know me and mills congratulations sasha we, we i mean we, we heard about this casting uh what like a couple months ago and now it's it's, it's good i mean is it is it a sasha banks check or is it mercedes check that's what i'm trying to figure out like is it a wwe check or is it a not wwe check like how are we how are we figuring this in is it like a Okay, Scorpion King, or sorry, The Mummy Part 2, or whatever the hell it is, type of cameo thing, or are we, like, doing actual big things on the show? Because I think this, if I had to give my opinion, this is probably the most high-profile feature that a WWE superstar has been in in quite some time. Excluding John Cena. No, Batista was just an endgame a year ago. All right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, but Batista's <laughs> not is, really a. This is, not, this he's is not an active competitor. Is, They're not active competitors. Cena, Cena is in the Suicide Squad. I would say Cena, but I say except except Cena and Batista. Batista hasn't eaten a WWE check for the better part of like the last decade, and John Cena is well what? on his way he to did, that fact. Cena I'm talking about WrestleMania. I'm saying a good a good WWE check for the better part of the last decade. That means consistently for the better part. I mean, that's I said consistently John Cena is on his way there. That that's, means John that's Cena a weird qualifier. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's not. He's not an active. I'm saying Sasha Banks is an active competitor. Did you just say that John Cena, Batista aren't currently, but aren't. Count, count, but that's what I was trying to say. Like that's what I meant about the check thing. Like you know, I was just trying to be witty with it. But you know what? Never mind. Never mind. She she's labeled under Sasha her, she's Banks. Labeled I'm, under I'm her happy for name. you. She she's labeled under her real name. Okay. In the casting. That's I hope the checks name. come. Um, I hope the yeah. checks come to your address. <laughs> That's all I can say. I really do. They all do. They all do. Listen, WWE sometimes mail the checks, and like, yo, what happened here? <laughs> Oh my god How are you doing today sir uh, <laughs> Did you Did you see the guy saying that uh, That The fact that she wasn't trending Proves that WWE isn't popular And nobody under 35 Or something watches it I did see that I did see that I thought it was First of all 
this is like you said, it's a one-second cameo. And obviously, only WWE fans are going to go up for it. I don't think Sasha Banks... If you're asking me if Sasha Banks is heavily known outside of WWE, I think she's known in some circles. I think if people see her face, they'd be like, oh, I remember that girl. She's a wrestler. But I don't think Sasha Banks' name rings bells in the industry. No. Um, I think people would be surprised. Like, oh, that's Snoop's cousin? Oh, shit. She was on Ridiculousness? Oh, she was on Hot Ones? I mean, she's done a lot of things. Um... But if you're asking me if her name rings bells in like the actual industry, no, it doesn't. But at the same time, it's like she's a big, she's a big deal, especially in the WWE, especially WWE's massive audience. Yeah, I, so I don't I, get I don't, what's the. I I thought that it was just like, well, yeah, she's doing this to become more ubiquitous and well known. Like, what what's the point of even saying it? Just say, just say congratulations and keep going. Like it's just like, just yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like a weird thing to say. Well, w, it, it, turning it into once again a WWE thing. It's not Sasha Banks acting. It's her real name on this on this you know on, on this role. Like it, it has nothing to do with that with the company at all. Like the, just relax. Like no one is like th- there is no Stone Cold. There's no Rock. There's no Hogan anymore. Like it, it, it has nothing to do. Like we're not living in the '90s anymore. Wrestling is we're in a bubble. Largely right. in a bubble Like what the hell Like you think Fucking Miro Was on that He would be trending Right now Like fuck no <laughs> Come on Yo Cody Rhodes He They's like Oh we got a special announcement At the end of AEW episode So you know After um, After Brody Lee Finishes beating up A, <laughs> a Very old man Um they cut to this and they start like, oh, it's the TBS. They're having their like America's Got Talent that show, and I guess Cody's a host. So I'm like, uh, but I don't think he was trending for that. Like he was on a he was on a host with I think it's Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, Snoop Dogg, and Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. And he's like <laughs> he's like a host of one of those guys. And I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't trending off of that. Like, let's stop playing around. Let's stop playing around. Sasha Banks is a big Sasha Banks. You're a wrestling fan. You know who Sasha Banks is. You know that this is a big deal because you know what the Mandalorian is. So stop playing like you don't actually know. Like you know what I'm saying? And, it's and, a big deal. And it's the first and thing. She would, it's she and we're, we're it. getting started here. She wouldn't be on it if she wasn't a big deal. But I don't. I guess people don't know how things work. Um, so yeah, that's that's the news for the week. I think we we've, we've we did our thirty on the news. Let's take a quick break. And afterwards, we're going to talk about SmackDown and Raw for the week. We have a couple of Clash of Champions things that were that, that have happened. We had a, a Bailey promo. We got a lot to talk about. So we'll be right back on the A Show. Yark, man, you are you hear this this lovely lullaby you hearing right now? You know what I'm saying? The most iconic, greatest voices of all time with the Black Variant Podcast. You already know it's the Exile X, you know what I'm saying? The guy Van Red, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to give you nothing but the latest and greatest in comic news, Star Wars news, all the good man, 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 tell these people. Yo, man, we got everything you need over here at the Black Variant, man. We got superhero talk. We gotta talk about Sasha Banks being part of the Star, Star Wars universe, man. Boss time, everything baby. Else. Yeah, boss time. Yeah, let them know, X. What else? Yo, listen, Sasha Bank, Sasha Bank got that Mando joint, dog. Yo, hold on, we got the Mandalorian. Tra- yo, we got the Batman. Tra- hold, oh, yo, man, we going different. Go ahead, and y- y'all should be watching us on Friday. Man, say we getting real disrespectful with the Big Eyes podcast. Come check us out, RNC. You know. And we are back on the A Show with Meals and Justin. We just talked about No Holds Barred. Now it is time to get into. Our shows for the week. 
That was my dog shaking just now. Roman, of course, has joined the show. That's what I figured. Yeah. Because I was just like, what is going on there? Roman's trying to get in. Yeah, he's he's, Um, he's here. He has arrived. He wants to hear about SmackDown and Raw for the week. All right, so so how do we want to do this? Do you want to take SmackDown? Should I take SmackDown? Like, how do you want to? You want? Do you want to comment on SmackDown this week? Do I want to comment on Raw this week? I'll, uh, do we I'll do take this? SmackDown. I'll take SmackDown this week because I think okay. I, I think I enjoyed SmackDown. Is that is that weird? obviously is that the A show? Sure, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, so we're, we're we're going back to this. We're going back to this now. That's crazy. Well, listen. <laughs> Big things gone on SmackDown. Big things um, gone. Big things gone on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so SmackDown happened last Friday. Uh, I, I would say not too many big revelations, but we do get a new championship challenger, uh, and we get more in the Roman Reigns uh, storyline with Jey Uso. Let's talk. Let's talk about that first. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso again. Uh, you're starting to see seeds of a more sinister and, and calculated Roman Reigns here. I love how subdued they're having him be. Uh, he, he's just chilling out with Jay. Jay still thinks everything is good, but us as the audience, we know that everything is not good. But we, I love the setup for this. Uh, we eventually we did the SmackDown or we got the SmackDown, uh, the SmackDown Classic, which is they will literally have a feud going on that's going on for months and then make it take. A break for a week so we had Seamus and uh, Baron Corbin of course Big E is off the show for what for a uh, I guess a kayfabe injury and Matt Riddle was hanging out with the Street Profits so they have they had nothing to do that night so Seamus and Baron Corbin <laughs> faced Roman Reigns and Jey Uso in a tag match at the end of the night of course Roman Reigns did his thing where he did not come out to the final moments of the match which uh, helped him score the win stealing it from Jay with the spear uh, to win the match and uh, how do you feel about this whole you know night long storyline between Jay Roman and Paul Heyman so I think it's actually really really good and I think it's you know I was under the fact okay this could happen because Jay Uso is such a non-contender in so many different ways where it could actually happen and here's why it would actually happen but I'm glad to see that it's happening I'm glad to see that they're spending time, I guess, um, pushing Jay Uso to an extent. He's got monumental wins back-to-back week, especially over Sheamus and Baron Corbin-esque type characters. Um, Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, and Roman Reigns kind of playing the cool, the background, the subdued, the, he, he doesn't, he seems bigger. He knows how much of a bigger value he is than Jay Uso. And he's just kind of playing that role to a T. Absolutely love it. He's, we were talking about it on uh, Twitter, you know, Twitter was, I guess Twitter was kind of booming for SmackDown last week because SmackDown is actually a much more <laughs> interesting show than Raw is. Um, but it was like, yo, he's kind of like Lesnar, but he's like less, less work in the things that he does, but like more swag. Like it's, it, it's a bit of a, it's a take on the Lesnar type of thing. But it feels like he's carrying himself with a much different energy. Yeah. Brock Lesnar carries himself with a with a it's like a weight, but it's like a dangerous weight to him. Like at any time he could snap and break you in half. Whereas Roman Reigns kind of carries himself like, yo, big dog, the chief, as you would say. But you notice um, that, that that Heyman is even afraid of um, of Roman in a weird way that not even he was afraid of Brock. Like with, with Brock, he always he always kind of felt like Heyman kind of had Brock under control. With Roman, this looks like a bit of a loose cannon that we're waiting to see explode. Well, I I think it's to the fact that Heyman and Brock were friends. Like, 
and, and, and Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, they kind of just kind of doing business with each other is how I perceive how they explain this entire ordeal. Um, but yeah, you could definitely see that at any point. Roman Reigns could be like, nah, chill. We're out of here. But it, <laughs> I love how we're getting deeper and deeper into this thing. My favorite part, my favorite part, which will art, which will like, like, which will likely be the artwork to the show. Roman Reigns, end of SmackDown, getting his hand lifted by Jay Uso and looking over to this man like, are you touching me? Do not. Don't you. Don't you. Who, what? Why are you touching me? Why are you touching me? Like, uh, it, it, it was just a great moment. And it's something that you don't even have to say. You don't have to comment on it. Like, look at he's looking at Jay. You don't have to do none of that. Um, you just got you get the look and you understand exactly what it is and this is the storytelling that they play. This is a great storytelling program. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, 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 I think I think they're doing a, a really good job. I think this will, of course, all culminate uh, at Clash of Champions in two weeks. But I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with this. Uh, speaking of champions, Bailey was on the show and had her long-awaited "Why Bailey? Why?" promo. We do know now that Sasha Banks will be returning next week. I'm not shocked at all. I, I get it. I mean. They got to do it. She can't be on TV that damn long. People were saying she need to be on TV until Royal Rumble. And I was like, you sure on SmackDown they can do that? I don't think they can. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the roster. Nah, they ain't got the, yeah, they ain't got that much time. Look at it. We're getting we're getting Bailey versus Nikki Cross again. Yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. <laughs> this is like the fourth time. And like over the summer, like it was a summer program and now it's evolved into the fall. So. Yeah, obviously SmackDown is strapped for women. Um, at least, I won't say strapped for women because they definitely do have quite a bit of women, but Bailey's beating them all. So, you know, you'll see it here. I personally, she explained the attack on Sasha Banks. I personally didn't like the promo. Um, what was that? Why didn't you like the promo? I thought they could have. She, she, I don't you know, know. For, for I, those who didn't see the promo, she basically said that. Uh, she went to a, pretty much an explanation that said that she knew that Sasha was using her from the beginning. Sasha's always been behind her, trying to take her shine and trying to, trying to take her spot. And she became hip to it. And that's why she did what she did. Um, I, I wouldn't call again. I wouldn't call Sasha returning a face turn. I don't think that just because I think Lance Storm said it best. Just because a heel beat up a heel doesn't mean that that heel who got beat up is not face. This is definitely still a heel versus right. heel program. But um, I, I, I think that, again, I want to see Sasha's side, and I think that's the only way that this works is if Sasha gets her side. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I, I get what you're saying. I like th- Bailey's side alone does not make this work. Yeah, no, not at all. And I thought just generally, in the way it was kind of like I don't know if this is exactly written for her, or she decided I I'm, I don't know if she's going off the top or whatever. Um, but I just thought it was kind of like for as much, and we talked about this a couple of months ago. For as much as this has been going on it seemed like very surface level you know what i'm saying like surface level like there's nothing really deep i can't see this program going as long as it probably should go because it kind of seems like and you were jealous of me which is the standard trope for most women views in wwe of like jealousy and that was kind of it but there should be so much more deep within it like there's so many moments so many things so much insecurities bailey's entire heel turn was inspired by sasha banks mm-hmm. 
and, and and everything that's kind of her bringing up to the main roster was inspired by Sasha Banks. All these different things and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought it was just kind of like very like surface level kind of like writing. Maybe I don't know. It's very rare that I critique the actual writing on SmackDown because wrestling is wrestling. But for as long as this feud has gone and how much they're how much they like cross paths and stuff like that, it just can't seem kind of like okay, we're just doing the normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did all this for that. And that's how it kind of felt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, this led to a uh, women's number one contender match between Nikki Cross, Tamina, Lacey, uh, what's her name? Lacey Evans? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and who was yeah. the last person? Oh, Alexa Bliss, who is now uh, doing Bray Wyatt-esque stuff. I'm, I'm waiting to see the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Bray Wyatt was on the show, of course, but did not mention Alexa at all. So is she just kind of like a, I don't know, she she a Bray groupie? I've never seen one of those. A little bit, a little bit. She heard about them ponies. She said, I need one. You feel me? She heard about them ponies. <laughs> uh, listen, you took the words right out of my mouth. She heard about them ponies. She's like, ponies. Wait a minute now. Let me do me. Let me dirty dread my hair a little bit. I hope that's not real dreads in your hair. Oh I think it's God. a weave. I think it's a weave. I don't think it's real. Okay. Because Bray's... All right. L- let me ask you this about Bray's dreads, since you're a dread connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> what would you rate don't his dreads? Way. How do you rate his hair? I don't, I, don't, I don't like white man dreads. I just don't like white man dreads, period. <laughs> so that's automatic. It's automatic. They're not meant for, for you guys. They also... <laughs> They also look really dirty and matted. I think they look way more dirty than actual, like, melanin dreads. Like, I think that when you have that process, I think a big part of that process is seeing your hair transform. And, you know, this isn't this is no surprise to anybody, no disrespect to, or maybe all disrespect to any white people that listen, but it's like... It's just that process is way different for you guys. You have to do a lot. You have to put a lot of like, uh, you know, stuff in your hair for that to happen. For us, we just literally have to watch it grow. Like it's like a like it's a plant. You know, I started this journey like almost four years ago, and you know, it, it's something that, that took a really long time to do. So like when I see Bray Wyatt's dyed hair, it's falling off of his scalp. It looks like it does need to be cut. It does not look healthy at all. I, I definitely judge it. It looks as though he even cut it from where it was when the fiend first debut so he had to actually cut it because his roots may be dying and and a lot of the hair may just be dried out and and just you know finished so um i'm not a big fan of his his white man dreads at all he should have just put a weave on like kane <laughs> I mean, we'll get there. Give that it, was give information. It, give that it like was seven information. That was information that no one was listening to the show ever expected to, to hear at all. Um, no, so, but I know you, and I know how you feel about hair. <laughs> I know. I see Lil Wayne's hair, and I just, I just feel for him. You know, I, I just, I hate it. I hate every moment of it. Um, um, but. Nikki Cross won the match. We do. We are, as Mill said, getting Nikki Cross and Bailey again at Clash of Champions. This is going to be really controversial, but I think you kind of got to give the belt to Nikki at this point. If you're giving her a fourth title match, fifth title match, you better you be giving give her the title. title. You got it. You better be giving her the yeah. title. <laughs> it's ridiculous at this point. She doesn't actually. She's won this match, but it feels like at the same time she doesn't really deserve it because she's lost so many times in a row. And, and she's unraveled because of the loss at one point. Now it seems like she's a little bit more put back together, but she's unraveled to this point. Let me ask you a question. Championship-wise, 
you're saying you should give it to Nikki Cross. Are you trading championships between these fields that are somewhat similar in an instant, but uh, quite different? Would you decide which which do you think needs the title more? I mean, to me, it's obvious. I think the Bailey feud needs the title more, but Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss. How many times you're going to have Nikki Cross actually lose? Exactly. I, I, they they booked themselves into a corner, and I think largely. To the benefit of Bailey making her look strong, but also to the to the detriment of the rest of the women in the division. And now you have Alexa in this kind of weird f- heel turn that she's doing, which is kind of like I'm not sure where she's going with that. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this all really started after Nikki lost the title the last time and she pushed Alexa down. So it does make sense for it to be the focal point of this feud with Bailey and Sasha. They would have to do a hell of a personal angle to make this not about the belt right so it has to they have to do something that's outside of the belt for it to not be about it anymore i think that if it was not for the belt that the sasha and bailey fans would be very upset at that outcome i I think they would be very disappointed at that even though you could definitely still go back to it i mean we've seen it with charlotte before like she's lost it and then got it back for a big program you could definitely do it but i think as far as like nikki cross having the belt i I just don't understand what the point of the match is if you're not gonna have her win the belt at this point like why should i care about it for the fourth time and it's not saying that they have bad matches they have good matches but I, I'm, we've seen it four right. times already, and we've seen it in tag matches. We've seen it in, you know, five pack challenge uh, challenges at WrestleMania. We've just seen it so many times. I just don't know what what they're thinking here. So unless this is in service of our larger story, give Nikki the damn belt and and because at this point it's like what what else could happen? Mills Alexa cost her the title. Then she's still a loser. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> Sasha could cost Bailey the title. So it's like, uh, what are we choosing? What are we really choosing at the end of the day? I think they're gonna get to Clash of Champions and realize, uh, maybe we kind of messed this shit up. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope not. Um, What else happened on this episode of SmackDown? Not a lot. I think those are like the two biggest things to me. Um, There was, of course, a a weird Street Profits. There was a weird Street Profits segment that I thought was like, not the best way to build that match on Monday, which I really did like. (laughs) But it 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 was fine, I guess. I have, I have thoughts about that match. I only have one thought about that match, but we'll get to it when we talk about it on Monday. But yeah, it was weird. Um, we actually had, we're continuing the story of Miz and Morrison trying to steal the money oh, in yes. the bank uh, title thing. Yes, there, there was which a led weird, to a vi- there's a weird contract <laughs> thing, right? There's the, there's the contract where, where Otis is basically like, just because you got the briefcase doesn't mean the contract is yours. Right. Well, he keeps hiding the contract in a very Looney Tune-esque type of uh, ordeal. But The Miz is like, once I get the contract itself, I can get my lawyers to do loopholes and all this other stuff. You know, Miz stuff. Um, with the contract, and they will then be the money in the bank holders or Miz or Morrison or something along those lines. So it's a it's a feud. It's a choice. I do not it's want. A choice. Do not want. Um, do not fucking want at all I don't want it I think that with Otis it might have been cool back in July we all had a laugh about it I'm not laughing no more <laughs> I don't think Mills is well, laughing listen, no more I was laughing no 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 I was laughing incredibly hard on Saturday Saturday morning when they do their delayed talking smack 
which I was like, why is this even a thing? It was like, oh, well, every market doesn't get it at the same time. Who cares? Just don't watch it until you get it. I don't know why they have to air talking smack at 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, what? They, they, did, you, did you just get so an explanation? I, <laughs> no, that was dumb, though. It's like just look. It's on demand. Just watch it when you're ready. Just air it live and watch it when you're ready. No one's watching. No one's watching the network 24-7. I don't know. If they, I don't. Ooh, I'm actually about to run into talking smack spoilers. No. Like, watch it when you're ready. Um, but The Miz announced on talking smack. This is how I know we're getting really truly the fall of Otis here. That it's, it's, it's beginning to crumble. It's been. It's about to crash and it's about to hurt inside and all the other racist music shit. Wow. Um, but. You're getting the Miz gets Mandy Rose moved to Monday Night Raw. He calls some people. He calls either USA execs because he's good with them. He calls Fox execs because he's good with them, and says, "Listen, I've managed to get Mandy Rose moved to Monday Night Raw, and it legit looks like that was the first time Mandy heard of. I mean, I don't know. She could have been working on no, Twitter, but it kind of felt she like definitely she, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, she's moved." So what does it mean for this entire 11-month program that we've had with Otis and Mandy now that Mandy Rose in service? I mean, to me, now it kind of clearly opens, like, I guess the bigger program was Mandy versus Sonya at the end of the day, and Otis was just kind of along for the ride. Um, but Mandy Rose now moved to Monday Night Raw. What does that kind of mean for Otis in the future? Do you think the walls are closing in? Uh, I, I, not so much the walls are closing in, but they're trying to find a clean way to break apart from this uh, briefcase. I don't know if giving it to Miz or Morrison is the best idea, so I honestly think that there's going to be a third party that's going to jump in and, and take over for that. I honestly don't know. <sighs> Again, they've booked themselves into so many corners on both shows. I mean, it was like Raw with, with the, the Ray Mysterio, Kevin Owens, Alistair, all that shit going on. They booked themselves into a corner with that. And now here with, with, with Otis, it's like there's no way we're going to take any type of cash in seriously with Otis, with Roman doing his gimmick of him just not even showing up <laughs> until the end. So there's, right. there's not going to be a shocking Otis appearance. Roman's not going to look weak in the next couple of months. Um, I, I, I just don't see like, – like it doesn't seem like Otis – to you know, cash. Well, it doesn't seem like him to cash in and announce it before. We've had so so few cash ins that are announced before that I think that would be a novel idea. Mm-hmm. I think we've only had about three, but again, like this seems to be a, a clean break and, and a way to get Mandy off of the show. But the, the, but you have a draft coming up. That's why it's so weird that so many people are showing up on on different shows. It's just like I know it's football season, but it's still kind of odd that this is happening. So. I just don't know what the clean break is. I know it's going it, to, it, there's a 75% chance it's going to suck. So let's just be ready for that, that episode that we called it, that it's going to suck. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been calling it for months, so I'll say that. It's not funny uh, no more. We done. I don't want to do it. Uh, one more thing on SmackDown, the intercontinental title race between AJ, Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy. Jeff, what is this dehydration thing with Jeff? They making up some different shit for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> who who they making up him? some weird stuff? 
I, who knows, man? It was, a weird, it was a weird thing to have him dehydrated in the first place because it didn't make sense as to why that had to be said before the, the, the brawl with Sammy. Just make the damn match a triple threat at Clash of Champions. We know that's what's going to happen here. Give the title back to Sammy. And then just let AJ spin off into something. Like, here's the thing with AJ. I don't know what the hell he's going to do if he don't get the WWE title. And it just doesn't seem like Roman's going to be the guy for him. No. It doesn't seem like it at all. Like, I, I, he, yeah, he has to have something. the IC title. Yeah. He kind of... I mean... I don't know about this feud anymore, man. It's... <laughs> This is so like GM mode, <laughs> like in my opinion. Um, well, I like Sammy, uh, but I, I don't. I don't like. I I don't know what it, I don't know these these three. We both agree we don't want it on Jeff Hardy. Let's let's yeah, both agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I I agree with that. But I but I also feel like the Jeff Hardy thing was done because AJ got COVID, and that's why he lost the title. And then he bounced back. <laughs> <laughs> For, it's, he, he didn't miss a beat, didn't he? Like, people are getting COVID and they missed like two sets of tapings, three sets of tapings. Ben was like right on schedule. He like, he like, was like, oh, got it up. Oh. He prayed to Jesus. We back. He prayed to Jesus. <laughs> he prayed to flat earth Jesus and then he, he was fine. Um, yeah, I don't Virginity know. rocks. I don't know, man. I, I Again, I, I would say that Sammy will be lost if he did lose that IC title. I, I think there's a lot of ways you can go with Sammy. I mean, bring, I mean, take Drew Gulak from 205 Live Commentary and put him right there. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's a lot of people on that show that could benefit from uh, a feud with Sammy and or AJ and or Jeff Hardy. Like, it just it, it makes no sense to just hold him in this holding pattern. There was no Big E tonight or, or on Friday night. There was no Matt Riddle. I would assume that in typical SmackDown fashion, they will reappear. This week in different segments because they take they take breaks every so often. So we'll see. I don't know. But I thought SmackDown was a pretty enjoyable show. I like that. I think Roman is definitely carrying the show and giving it a new swagger that it didn't have in the past six months. I think we need to have AJ Styles Twitch be a recurring segment on SmackDown. And he only addresses things via Twitch because the things that he's saying on his Twitch is just some different shit. Like, he really feels like he talks about COVID on his Twitch. Um, apparently, he had this quote. He was like, AJ's kid also admits to using shower. Well, he's like, do you pee when you, <laughs> when you take a shower? And his son says, who doesn't? And I was like, okay, all right. AJ Styles Twitch, everyone. So, I, I feel like we should make that his gimmick. Twitch guy. Well, well, Twitch I, they should have had um, Joseph Park. I don't know why they, they got rid of him. I'm not complaining about more Adam Peters. No, he's on. He was on. He was on Talking Smack. He was on Talking Smack this week. Okay, I didn't see Talking Smack this week. Was he with AJ? Yeah, yeah, he was with AJ. Okay, that's he awesome. was with AJ. It was. It, I think it was kind of. What did they do? I don't remember. It's funny. I don't. I don't remember. It's a. No offense to Xavier Woods, but. The Miz is by far the superior. Uh, oh God! Here we go. Now you're anti-black for the culture. For the culture, anti-black, anti-black, <laughs> anti-black. Oh my, no! My race is not a gimmick. Uh, my race is not a gimmick. Let's <laughs> let's move to Monday Night Raw. Let's go. Um, Monday Night Raw, actually Monday Monday Night Raw in your face or in your face Monday Night Raw. How the hell they are branding this show? Um, first night of Monday Night Football. We're back. Raw decides it was going to be a stack show, or they said it was going to be a stack show. I didn't feel the stackness of the show, and I think that's purely kind of the way about how things were kind of 
shifted around. It was weird kind of having the cage match be in, like, the second hour and, like, Asuka versus um, Mickey being in the first hour and then, like, closing with the thing that didn't really have a finish. Like, it, it was... I think they could have done a lot more with reorganizing the show, especially considering Monday Night Football, but it wasn't a bad show. Um, by all means, it just wasn't It wasn't a bad show. I just think it was just kind of weirdly put together. Let's start out how they kicked off Monday Night Raw. Um, this, let's talk about this Keith Lee and uh, Drew McIntyre program you've actually summoned into actually happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you feel me? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you credit for that. I'm going to give you credit for that. I'm gonna, I told you. Because you said it would happen. It, it's what it looked like. It's it just what it looked like to me. It just seemed as though... Keith Lee saying that on Talking Smack was was not a was not a coincidence to me. I, I think I, I think I said that at the time. Um, I, I they're they're pushing this guy, man. I don't I don't know really much else what, what people can say. Like, fuck the gear, fuck the music. The guy's getting a push, irregardless of any of that. So I mean, it, it's happening. Yeah. Um, I think he looked incredibly cool to me. That uh, on 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 Raw, <laughs> he, he he got under Drew's skin. Yeah. You know who didn't look cool on Monday Night Raw? Drew, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he looked like a hoe. <laughs> beating up a guy, being beating up a guy in a Black Lives Matter hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, on no, Monday no. Night but, Raw. What did I say? Don't touch me. I told you not to touch me. And I'm just like, hold on, where, where, where are we going here, Daddy? Where are we going here? <laughs> and then, listen, the fight comes. They do the first kickoff thing in the fight. I think Keith takes down Drew by his legs and then just starts like weirdly it was like Rob said ugly New York shout out to Rob said it was something like he was punching him in a dream kind of deal (laughs) because those punches were incredibly like I was like bruh nah this is a terrible pull apart uh it got better fight backstage it got better it got better when they got off the ground it got better it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the it wasn't as bad as the Angel Garza Zelina I mean not Zelina Angel Garza Andrade fight backstage which no one came to break up they, they were slaying <laughs> because they, no one cared I felt them hit so they were slaying <laughs> they were slaying back there but um listen listen Andrade with all this cleavage out trying to scrap with another man I don't know I don't know what to say but you know what we're getting some things spin off from it let's t- let's uh Let's talk about Street Profits versus Cesaro and well, Nakamura, we didn't talk about, we didn't champion talk about, uh, versus champion. We didn't, we, we didn't talk about Drew and uh, Keith, the match. We didn't talk about the match. Oh. Oh. All right. I thought it... Uh, I mean, I was going to get to it. It was, it was missing... Well, I mean, I, I thought we were just going to do the whole thing, but I thought the match was... It was missing an ending. It was missing an ending. <laughs> it was missing a gear. I know they're going to turn up. I, I think people shouldn't probably, like, hold too much against that match. They're going to turn up. They just, they just had to... They had to get through this. You're going to get the Keith Lee turn up doing backflips and moonsaults match. I, I foresee it coming very soon. <laughs> and I think that people are going to be hyped right. when it does happen. Because we haven't seen him turn up like well, that yeah. in months. It was a good match. I think it's a great... I think they've done a really good job booking this Drew McIntyre run. Just not even from championship matches, but just like having him face these guys. And a just different set of guys. Remember those sets of weeks he was fighting Andrade and... And all this other stuff It's like truly establishing a champion Whereas I believe other champions just kind of like Exist on Raw and have tag matches And lose and like lose Non-title matches and then But he's really been like a true Champion caliber As superstar and this match Against Keith Lee I thought it was great I thought obviously it was missing an ending They decided to go press the retribution button here Which I think we called for the finish Of the 
SummerSlam match? Yeah, SummerSlam match, yep. With Randy, we called after that. Didn't happen, but it happened this. I'm done with Retribution. I'm done with it. Yeah. Uh, reveal him or don't. Before we get to Retribution, I think, you know you know who they booked Keith like? Uh, Keith, you know who they booked Drew like? Kofi. Who? Kofi. I don't know about that. They 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 they, they just they just gave Drew better opponents, but he, well, he yeah, never, yeah, Kofi yeah. never lost. He never lost like tag matches and shit. He just he that's true. He just would get that's like true. beat up like Drew does, and then he would have a match. Like they he has better opponents, but he's they're largely booked the same. They just have better opponents. Drew yeah. Drew did also have yeah. Dolph, Drew also did have Dolph Ziggler and had a had a better match. Just saying, retribution. Uh, shit. Oh, shit. Wow. Shit or get off the pot with these guys. I think it's clear that it's Di- yeah, that it's Dijak. Uh, Dijak has a mask that so so awkwardly covers up his nose so that we can we can not immediately notice him from his fucking nose. Um, we also have Mercedes. It Martinez was revealed. Which, it was revealed on the dirt sheets of who they are. Yeah, it was revealed. Yeah, Mercedes, Mia, uh, Dijak, of course, Dio Madden. Shane Thorne, uh, and then I guess a bunch of other PC heads. But I think that those are the five going forward that are going to be the the figureheads of Retribution. How are they going to explain Dio Madden getting booted off the announce table desk? How are they going to? I mean, they can explain that. I mean, no one cared. You kicked me off for you, you, like you kicked me off for a pedophile. <laughs> what, is he going to say that? Wow! 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 No, he should. Um, <laughs> I, I'm wondering how they even bother to explain this period. I mean, these five people have never really worked together at any point. So why they're actually coming together for this cause when it doesn't even seem like they've been unjustly outed for any particular reason. <laughs> like, it just seems like I was like, why are they doing all these things? Why are they creating so many enemies? Not fully sure. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm done with retribution. I'm done with them. My, my question is, where the hell do There's they time. go? Like, where do they go after this is all over on a stacked ass roster on Raw? So that means you have five call ups coming to Raw, essentially, right? Like, there's five straight up five people coming to Raw: uh, two women, three dudes. Deal NXT Mad- can NXT can't take these five people. NXT is like we don't keep them over there. Dijak is supposed to leave a long time ago. Mia, I get it. Mia's been there for two years, and Keith is on the main roster. I, I get it. They, they're going to move up together. Mercedes, I'm actually shocked about because they last week mm-hmm. after the cage match, it, it was a write off, and that was the that was a write off for Mercedes. She she leaves, she quits Robert Stone Brand, and that's it for her. Right. So I'm shocked that they're, they're That's crazy I'm shocked that they're calling her up I thought that she was gonna um, Pretty much just stay on NXT But it looks like That's not gonna be the case here But I don't know Where they go after this But the, Raw does need a veteran yeah. A veteran presence Like Mercedes Martinez That does wrestle in a, in a more imposing fashion But you also have A Shayna Baszler So how do you Change between the two But, I, but let me tell you one thing I wanna see that match I think you can I think you can keep them separate apart. Let's let's continue to run through Raw because we're running a bit long here on the actual show itself. Yeah. Um, because a lot of things happened. Uh, let's see: Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura, <laughs> champions versus champions match. I know you didn't like. I this. liked the match. Oh, I thought you didn't like it. I think Cesaro and Nakamura. No, I like the match. I just think Cesaro and Nakamura should have won. I agree because if they're going to do a champion versus champion match, because it doesn't seem like there's any contenders on either show right now, but if they're going to do a contender versus contender match, you have to give the profits a reason to want that match. And they've already beaten them. And 
I thought Cesaro, yeah, I, I, make Cesaro and Nakamura look like schlubs. You know what I'm saying? And, and they look like schlubs the whole week. I mean, they lost the Lucha House Party on Friday off of a off of a distraction, and they couldn't beat the Prophets. And I thought I just thought that it looked really weird. And but I mean, Cesaro and Montez Ford were working, working. Though they were working their asses off in that match. Yeah, I, I love the uh, I the, agree. the the um, the pop up uppercut spot was just. Brutal to watch, but I think Montez is one of the best sellers and one of the best aerial guys in, in the game right now. I agree. He's he's got hops. He's doing everything right. Um, let's see. We get the formal breakup, not of Andrade and Angel Garza, because as much as they're fighting backstage, I feel like they're going to end up in a tag team eventually anyway. <laughs> um, but we get the breakup of Zelina Vega from the group um, at the conclusion of a interesting women's championship match. Oscar versus Mickey James Raw Women's Championship. I'm kind of mad they're pivoting to the Selena Vega program because I definitely actually want to see Oscar versus Mickey James again. Like, it was a good match. It was. I, I think toward the end, a couple wires got crossed between the two. I think. I, I think there was a couple missed spots. But I think just in, in by and large, one of Oscar's strongest matches. She just cannot be stopped this year. She's just on another level. But Mickey James once again showing that she can hang. Um, I mean, of course, we're going to talk about the ending. It was definitely weird. You know, there, there's there's no question about that. Uh, there was actually a report from John Canton, who runs her her site. Did you did you see the the report from him uh, later or earlier today? No. Uh, basically, he runs her site. Wow. Yes, he he runs her site. Yeah. Uh, John Canton uh, pretty much basically said, you know, uh, the the ref stopped it because they they felt as though uh, Mickey was actually knocked out for for a second in the match, and just to take precaution, they stopped the match because they looked like Mickey w- or Mickey was legit locked uh, knocked out, and that's what they they called it. Uh, Mickey's not mad about it. She knew that it was a precaution. She's not upset, but in the moment, it was it was a little confusing. But you actually do see the ref checking on her after the match outside the ring so it does make sense why yeah i mean i was replaying it i thought she had gotten injured i thought she had dislocated her shoulder just kind of in the way that messy roll-up happened i thought a whole bunch of things happened when and when it kind of ended i think it it was weird because it was such a good match with good momentum and the way it ended kind of just like it took a little bit of the air out of the actual match, but I would love to see these two face off again. Um, unfortunately, it looks like we're not because Zelina Vega has made her intentions known that she wants to roll women's championship. Um, she's had a lot of patience, yeah. a lot of patience, not just on the main roster, but on NXT because she has been exclusively with Andrade for the entire amount of her run. And yes, she has wrestled from time to time. But she has not been an active competitor in the women's division. But now it is time. What do you feel about Zelina Vega finally kind of making her intentions known? Like, yo, you're getting shaken. It's, a, it's about time. I, I mean, I, especially. It's. I say especially because you just moved Mandy Rose to Raw and you just split up the iconic. So now Raw is kind of like women heavy. So it's interesting the way they actually do this. Well, well I mean, set up more challengers for Asuka is what I say. I mean, you know, I feel bad for the tag division. I don't feel bad for the breakup of Selena and Andrade. Like, I'm completely fine with that. Let her be her own character. She even had her own music this week, which I never even knew she had her own music. But I, I think that <laughs> give Asuka more opponents, man. And I think you're stretching this out to... I'd, I'd say eventually Shayna Asuka Aurora Rumble or maybe Mania I, I think you know you're building up Shayna again I'm glad they're keeping these two apart for as long as possible um, I, I think you make Asuka a, a fighting champion you give her as many people as, as you can to, to face her and I think that makes her look unique like this seems to be Asuka's real run 
that, that we've wanted for so yeah. long and, and it looks to be that way and I'm all for it I, I want to see her work a variety of different opponents obviously Zelina works more of a lucha style uh, and, and I think that we haven't seen Asuka work that style before so I, I want to see what that match looks like whenever they do it if that's a Clash of Champions match it's definitely one of the more interesting matchups we've ever seen <laughs> Asuka have or, or even on the women's side it's always a Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Asuka, Becky versus Lacey whoever situation Zelina being a new challenger immediately makes me interested in this match so i'm all for it right um let's see let's get into other things that are ended up on monday night raw real kind of quick hit i think we saw the full formation of the hurt business now four guys heavy um they had quite a actual quite a monday night raw i mean cedric alexander beats ricochet beats the hell out of him actually on monday night raw bobby lashley bobby lashley beats eric who is he's gonna need to be repackaged we've uh we've yeah yeah we've advocated for the solo eric like let's make it happen yeah um bobby lash should do that and now no i was gonna say and then at the end of the day retribution um the hurt business who decided they have had enough of retribution kind of like investing within their matches and stuff like that have just chosen to face retribution and the end the raw we got retribution versus the hurt business which was interesting but you know what a cool visual of them walking down to the ring basically them being the guardians for strong black men yeah like basically and then then handling their handling them pc rejects them dweebs from the pc like i I thought it was a cool a cool moment i like the shot of of drew and keith doing the plancha over the top i thought it was a really cool visual of those two putting their differences aside and then getting up and saying okay we ain't done with each other yet i I love that i love that moment at the end uh between these two um again the hurt business they've made them look incredibly strong it's time to do something with it it's either and i don't know if that's right. i don't know if that's wwe title and, and the thing is it doesn't have to be because they look strong even without it i i honestly think that even as much as they work as heels they look like really cool faces too i think i thought they looked really cool at the end so I, I'm, I'm 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 conflicted there but i i really like cedric alexander's entry into into uh the, the crew here i thought ricochet had the best promo between all of them for the night though i thought he had a really good promo Good for man. He's, Good for he's working Rick, man. hard. He's Shout working out to him. hard. He's working. That's your homeboy. He's working hard. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I say this. I only note this because it's incredibly rare. Kevin Owens wins a match on Night <laughs> Raw. Uh, he didn't he win wins it clean. a match. He didn't win it cleanly, but he won. Yeah. No. He won a match. He beat Alistair Black. I don't know what they're doing with Alistair. We talked about it, um, the post Paul Heyman effect. It seemed like everyone has, he was kind of pushing or kind of lost in the weeds of how they're doing Monday Night Raw, and Aleister Black looks completely lost. Does he? Um, if I had to say. Yeah, he looks lost. He looks like a heel turn, but there's actually no plans for it. Like, there's no plans. There's no plans move forward. Even with uh, Andrade and Angel, it's it's clear there's no plans because there's nothing moving in a particular direction. His direction's <laughs> KO. That's it's not, just that's not of, over with. The KO thing's not over with. I won't the say. I won't say that. I won't say that. The heel thing. Right, I, I won't say that he's done with KO until he's done with KO. Like he, he could always say that the retribution is the one who the reason why he lost. Like I thought that's why they did that finish was so KO could squeak a win pass because he was about to lose. Has he? 
had any significant promo time to explain why he's doing the things he does, why he still wears a patch on his eye, or even consider anything. It hasn't been a month that it, he's it, done. It hasn't it's, been a month. I mean, it really, yeah, but really it hasn't been a month yet. Even after a major heel turn, you Andrade and Angel, Andrade and Angel, Andrade and Angel has been nine months, and we have. I'd say you're right yeah, there, but but there. This, I mean, I can. I can see from based on how everything is kind of plotted out. I can see that there's no, no major direction for Alistair Black at this point, and you can see that in his face turn, and you can see it in his heel turn. To be honest with you, um, Raw Underground, Braun Strowman appears. He's just got nothing to do on SmackDown. He's been Roman. I love. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I love that Fiend. Well, Fiend is kind of hinting that he's going back to to Roman on SmackDown. He did hint at that. There's a Paul Heyman puppet now. Yeah, right. So, so he has hinted that. Yeah, he's but Braun Strowman is not. <laughs> oh no! I, I mean, I, he's one hundred percent not. I, I think we. I think we said it clear. He looks like a dork. I think we said it clear a couple weeks ago. It looks like Fiend Roman is the direction. Braun is still a heel, but he's just you're gone. That's that because because I remember people were like, well, why did he why did he pin Braun twice? He pinned Braun twice so that he he could put Braun out the division. He's he's done. <laughs> Braun got pinned twice. He's out. He there. He he's not in conven- he's not in contention for that title anymore. He's 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 firmly in the upper mid. One hundred percent. He's done. It's, it's, he got gender. So, so now they're trying to figure out. So now they're trying to figure out things for him to do. He's dominating Raw Underground. Has a big match against Dabakato next week on Raw Underground. I'm interested in see how that goes, but I'm also interested in like okay. What are the true stakes for Raw Underground, if there are any, or is it really just kind of a sideshow thing? Um, let's wrap up Raw with this steel cage match: Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. It is the umpteenth time we've seen these two, or a variation of these two, kind of go up against one another. But again, it didn't disappoint at all. Um, especially Dominic Mysterio, really still very new to the main roster and having this type of high-profile match against Seth Rollins. Um, I got to give him all the props for this because it was a... I thought it should have been the main event of Raw. I did too. I just, but you can't end it. But they just did the main event last week, yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't end it twice. I, I, I thought it was a good match. I, I this has been going on since we found out Becky was pregnant back in April. Mm-hmm. I think we we have... We have far surpassed the need for this feud anymore. I know we're still going to get the, the blow off. Seth absolutely should lose. Buddy should help him. He should help him lose. I think Buddy should get his comeuppance. I, I would just love for this this storyline to end and everyone to go their separate ways. I, I know Seth's probably, you know, going to go on to something else. Either he's going to take a, take some time off or he's going to, you know, uh, go to a new feud. I, I'm ready for him to do something else. I don't know if there's too many faces on the brand that he could face right now, though. I think that this is probably going to be I, I can see an extended break for him if, if Ray wins his last match. Yeah, yeah I, I see Ray coming. Not not this pay-per-view, obviously, but Hell in a Cell. Just just have that main event Hell in a Cell, Seth versus Ray. Let it let it end the whole thing. I, if you're going to do two Hell in a Cell matches, Oh man, if you're gonna do two, they they probably have to do three, huh? Two or three. I would hope they wouldn't do three. I would hope they would. What, what, what <laughs> hell in the cell matches? I know uh, we're looking past Clash of Champions. What what would you do? I, I would you do would you do Ray Seth, Bailey Sasha, or Drew Ray or Drew Randy uh, Keith in the cell? I don't think I don't think they, those three need the cell uh, if they're gonna do an ambulance match. Uh, I would think Drew Randy. Here's the thing with. I think 
I mean, I hope not. I hope we're not getting closer to actually them taking the belt off Drew. Um, Unless it's Keith. But I think, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I'm not sure of the Hell in a Cell matches that we're going to get. I don't think it's going to be Bailey versus Sasha. Mm. I just don't right now. Um, I think that feud could end at TLC or something. But I do think the Drew, Randy, Keith program will get the Hell in a Cell match. Um, I do think Ray versus Seth has earned that, but it needs to be done. It's earned it by virtue of it continuing. Yeah. It's still going on, it, and I don't know how it's still going on. It needs to blow off. But it just needs to end. Yeah, it needs to blow Yeah, off. it needs to end. And Hell in a Cell is just amount of time away that Ray can recover and be ready to actually go for that amount of time. But yeah, it, it was a it was a good it was a good raw. It was a good raw. Raw in your face. If I see um, a Ray promo next week where Ray uh, addresses the WWE universe, I'm gonna toss my fucking phone. <laughs> Because I can't take it anymore. But yeah, good raw. Uh, overall, good week in WWE. I, I can't complain. I thought I thought all the shows, including the NXT Super Tuesday, were, were really solid shows. Um, shout out to Finn Balor for winning the NXT title again. My man, finally back in the winner's circle, baby. We here. But <laughs> until next week, Ramil just rolled rolled his eyes like so hard just now, and I know he did. Um, until next week. Please subscribe <laughs> to the A Show channel and leave us a like. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, next week, we have another stacked week of Raw and SmackDown. We're going to be getting closer to the Clash of Champions. Uh, we're going to find out what Sasha feels on Friday's SmackDown, and we're going to find out is Roman going to snap on Jay? We need to see it. We'd love to see it. But until then, thank you guys for listening. Please check out uh, the, the Rewriters Room this Thursday, Spot Callers this Friday, and a G Show preview this weekend as well. So until then, for meals, I am Justin. Please wash your hands and wear your damn masks. See you later. Happy Miro Day.